just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals, still in the post Undertaker <laughs> world. <laughs> it is all so. gone to shit. All gone to shit. Everything has gone to shit. But we are still here with you guys on the A Show. Thank you guys for listening. Of course, not much happened in the news this week. Not much, right? Uh, well, listen. F the news. Your news. That's what we got to talk about. Today. I have no we news. Got, I have no you news. have news. You 100% news. You know how long we've been doing this podcast? The yes. fact that we've been doing this podcast for so long that you or I don't even remember if you were single when we started this podcast. Um, mm, yes, I was. I, okay. See, <laughs> listen, the journey, right? So the journey that we, the journey of love that has gone through, uh, standing parallel to this podcast first of all congratulations to you thank you newly thank you, engaged my friend oh my yes God. it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like uh like you said that and it just it made it like made my heart say whoa what the fuck like what, what? that's not real no yeah uh but yeah it's real it's it, i literally as we're recording shocked this, the gram yet exactly that's how it knew. i i i did it like an hour ago so I did it. I went to get, I, I got the ring. I was like practically pissing myself because mm-hmm. I I got the ring set and all that stuff on the fourth of July. <clears throat> I was expecting it to be fixed, you know, not fixed, but finished um, in like a week or a week or so. But of course, COVID pushed everything back. There was so much stuff they had to do. So I'm like literally stressed out for the past two weeks i go in and i tell them like don't send the ring here i want to go pick it up myself so i can look at it make sure it's cool it's my first time doing this so i'm i was there for about 20 25 minutes 30 minutes because the ring hadn't got there yet mm-hmm. and i was like okay is this a sign that i just shouldn't <laughs> that i just shouldn't do this you know so i was like they were, like i made that joke and they were like no 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 no, no. It's, it's it's gonna be great you're gonna love it because like they you know they had it made and um it, it finally got there and I took it out and, you know, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, this is, this is perfect. Cause you know, when you, when you do this, you, you, you're thinking in your mind, like, what if she doesn't like this shit? What if she just completely is like, this is not what I asked for. <laughs> like that's like your biggest fear. Did you make sure that her nails were done before? Yes. Yes. Okay. Her nails were, well, you saw the picture in the chat. You see already know her nails. Course, um, so I, I, people. yeah. So I, I, I got the, I got the ring and I was just like, let's just do it today. No yeah. big thing. You know, I, no. I think, you know, it's just me and her. You're on the Halpert shit. You're on yeah. the, you know. Let's, let's <laughs> just do it. Let's get it over with. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who needs all of the... the uh, anxiety? The riddling, body-wrecking, yeah. mind-shaking anxiety that comes with it? No, we don't need it. Let's do so it right I now. do it, and, and I get there. And this is actually, Mil, this is your first time hearing the story. I'll tell all the boys later. But I, I get there. I see it. Like, what's funny is that, like, it almost mirrored the way that I met her. So, like, I when I met her, she was working at work. So I went to the place where I met her, literally the same area. It's actually crazy. I'm going to tell you this later when I see her. That I met her because I was going to say, okay, I'll, I'll do it at the, at the place I met her. But not thinking that she was going to be at the place I met her at. So I got there and I called. And she didn't pick up the phone. So I walked up and I was like, let me just see if she, where she's at. And I, I just ran into her the same exact way I ran oh, into her I, when I met her. I knew you were rattled. I was like, oh, my God. So she was like, oh, what are you doing here? And, and she's just, I was just like, oh, just, let's talk. So I go over and she's like, let's go outside and talk. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was just like, you know, you know, such and such. This is between me and her. So I like, I proposed or whatever. And she was like, 
literally said yes. Okay, she said yes. You know, congratulations to me. You should have had Cam in the bushes taking pictures. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I put the ring on, but she's like, what's wrong? And I'm just like, what do you mean what's wrong? She was like, what's going on? I'm just like, I was like, girl, like, what are you talking about? She was like, you said we had to talk. And I was like, you're so shocked that this, she was like so shocked that this was happening, that she didn't process to her what she had on her finger. So she was like walking around and I was like, I was like, can you look at the ring, please? Like, can you tell me if you like, like it? She's like, I can't, I don't think this is real. Like, is this real? Like she's, and you say Cam in the bushes. I think she was expecting Cam in the bushes. And I think it's because I fuck with her so much. Like I, I prank her all the time. <laughs> I, I prank her all the time. So like I, she thought that it was a rib. Literally she thought it was a rib. And, um, it didn't hit her until about 20, 20 minutes later when she was like, okay, this is real. So, uh yeah love my baby engage yeah say listen it's a new it's a new term it's a new it's a new uh a new era for you man congratulations to both of you thank you thank you thank you and uh meals to la it gotta happen my friend oh wow is this how you did it is this yep it's the only reason it's the only reason yeah it's the only reason i did it only reason I did it. Oh my it. god! All right. As Michael Jordan would say, I took that personally. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to get meals there. <laughs> okay. Well, guess what? What if I? No, I'm kidding. I'm. I'm not gonna. Not yet. I'm not nah, as that's fucked you up. As of you. That's fucked up. Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do. That. I'm waiting till after you get married. I'll, I'll wait till. I'll wait till after. Thank you. But man, what a, what a beautiful time, man. What a yeah. beautiful day. Better than wrestling. Again, yeah, better, better than wrestling. Better than better than anything we were talking about today. I'll say that much. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know what we were talking about today, but you know what? We're gonna talk about today. <laughs> it is a it's a it's been a very interesting week in professional wrestling. And I say that because a lot of nothing has happened, and then like kind of a lot of something has happened. And it kind of depends on the kind of circles you kind of frequent and how much you actually care about things. But there has been, I mean. I, let's talk about well. We want to talk about the Leo Rush thing first. The little Leo. Yeah, Rush it kind of it kind of goes it kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, <clears throat> Leo Rush went on a. a uh, I hate you know people hate when you call black people saying shit the rants, but he went on a rant of sorts yes. over the weekend where he was he called out. I guess to to start this, he called out Finn Balor last Friday, mm-hmm. and um, you know. He was like Finn. It was a there was a story back back way back when, like two years ago, maybe. Um, before he before Leo had disappeared and came back, where the story was that Finn Balor had had confronted him about the way he was acting or something like that. And um he had debunked it and he was saying on Twitter, you know, Finn, you know, I've always been stand up with you, and you could have stood up and debunked the story and you didn't and you didn't. And I think that that's not fair, it's not real, blah blah blah. And he he actually said what Finn said. He said Finn said that you know I don't like to talk about stuff in reality. You know, talk about social media stuff, which is right. which is you know respectable. Like Finn, he has a Pretty certain amount of guy. yeah. He had, he ret- he retains a certain level of, of anonymity in his life. Like he we don't really know much about him outside of what he shows us. So I don't think anybody was really shocked that he didn't say anything. But Leo went on to. Kind of, I won't even say it mirrored like an ACH type thing, but it was more like kind of, you know, reverberating that type of, of of comment and, you know, saying like, don't don't make you know WWE should stop having people not WWE. He said just in general, you know, he was just like black, you know, being black isn't a gimmick, and you know, stop giving black people championships during a time of social unrest. Right. And uh-huh. you know, we were all kind of like, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing throughout all of this. First of all, in regards to the Finn Balor thing, if this is something, I mean, I think it's something that happened, I would say, yeah, I guess it's been two years um, since that happened. So it's not really something. I think if I were Finn Balor in this situation, and, you know, it's not always me, I would hope that Leo Rush. You know, I wish him the best in his future. I have no ill will towards him. I have nothing, you know, I really, for the most part, generally indifferent towards him, Um, especially since he's left WWE and decided to, you know, pursue music and all this other stuff. But I think if I were Finn Balor in this situation, I'd currently be questioning 
where this all come from. And it's like, you know, there's no heat. He, Finn Balor says, Leo, I've always been fond of you, both in and out the ring. As I've told you before, there is no heat. I choose to live life, live life in reality and not worry about Bars. what people make up online. Bars. Um, <laughs> I'm only I'm only tweeting this because I know it's important to you. If you Bars. want to talk, call me. Bars. Um, he said a lot listen, by not listen. saying a lot. He said a lot by not exactly. saying a lot. Essentially, he says, listen, the things that it's it's really the sort of uh, the whole Dr. Seuss thing, because it's kind of even as elementary as that. Those who matter don't mind. And those who don't mind don't matter. Yeah. Something along those or those who mind don't matter. It's something along those lines. Finn Balor doesn't really take stock in a lot of things that are said on the Internet about him, nor does he unless he feels like it's powerful enough to have to address if it's something that's with his family or with his livelihood and he feels like he needs to address it, he does. But he's been, like you said, someone who's kind of retained this anonymity within himself for his own sanity, which I think is amazing because Mm -hmm. when you look at sort of wrestling Twitter or any kind of celebrity or stardom, I mean, we talk about Kanye West last night, um, but when you manage to get yourself involved in all of these things, it tends to bring a lot more stress to your life. Um, I think Finn lives a very simple life where it's just like, I wrestle, I do other cool shit, um, I'm married, and that's kind of it. Uh, we don't know much about him, whereas I think Leo Russians is sort of... We know too much. I get where he's, yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. I get where he's coming from, um, that he felt like there's something unresolved because it's attacking his character, and it's attacking the way that people perceive him online. But at the same at the same time, it's also a standpoint of if you really truly feel like these are untrue, then kind of what does it matter to you? And I know just in yourself, you've received plenty of backlash online for things that you said, even pertaining to this subject. I mean, <laughs> people are coming at you every, you know, kind of second, but you kind of take stock in it however you take stock in it and you choose to move on because ultimately you can't really allow this to bog you down or truly affect your life. Um, yeah, I, I, I could pretty much say anything that is contrary to a certain subsect of people that react before thinking and have to deal with that. I, I said that I don't feel like I didn't honestly, and I still didn't. Like I, I feel like it's it's again piggybacking off of actual legitimate movements. I feel like if Keith Lee was your man's, uh, if if Apollo Cruz is your man's, you know, all the people in your man, they're all getting opportunities. And I don't think that because I mean he didn't fall, he followed it up, and we're gonna talk about Naomi in a second with that Naomi tweet where he said, "Don't don't give don't give it to champions, but Naomi needs to have it ten times." And I was like, you know, you guys aren't seeing that like this is. And it moves, like you're kind of speaking from a point of like of if this was sincere, and I, right. I don't feel like it's sincere. I, I feel like okay. every I, th- I feel like he's been touting this final match. No one's really biting. No one's really talking about it. It's not really a thing. He has an interview out almost every single week talking about Triple H pissed me off or this that and the third. I feel like there are more. There, he has a, he has an outlet. Like look how many people get get upset about what he said. On, on Twitter, right. he has an outlet to say, "Okay, let me. If I want to promote my music, fine, but let me find an outlet that's going to help these people. It's going to help people that that need more. You know, I, I I came from the WWE. I know how to do it. I could I could teach. I could do this. I could do whatever. Being on Twitter is like that. Would be the same as like again. I hate to be bring, bring up Naomi. Naomi takes this shit in stride. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever frustration she has, she takes it in stride. She moves on. She says, "You know what? I thank y'all for your support." And, and that's the, you know, and, and of course, Leo's obviously younger than her, but it's like, these are things that he's been doing forever. Right. And people fall for it every single time. And I'm and just because he's, it, it's just so happening to line up with sociopolitical stuff. This isn't like, the, this isn't like, like, we know the business that this is in. And I feel like it's, it's really disingenuous to people that actually are trailblazing a path. You do this a week after Keith Lee, you know. Wins the wins two championships. It just feels a little biggest, bit the biggest win of his life, and quite honestly, it's kind of a win that even replicates. You could compare it to the Kofi Kingston win at WrestleMania. I mean, Absolutely, and and it, and it popped rating at the top board. Yeah, and, and, and it and popped pop rating. rating. And, and, and he, it's it's weird. I, I just think that again, like me saying he's going out sad, probably sad on the ACH. You know, why I said he was sad on the ACH because I feel like because ACH actually probably has something going on with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
he had something going, and then he then he then he did what I feel like Kanye should have did a long time ago. He he left. He got on social media. Then he came back and said I was in the I was in the wrong state of mind. That's my bad. And if you want to even stretch it off further than that, I know it's controversial. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon shit. When when right. it, like we like somebody said it normalized people changing their opinions when they found you know when they found new information. I think is what it is. I, and I appreciate ACH for saying that. And, I said, and we said this on the show. We're glad that he, that he came out and said, you know, I handled this the wrong way. I couldn't have handled it a little bit more professionally. Now, look at it on the other side of this. There won't be an apology for this. It's not going to be any of that. Like, like, people want the big revolutionary shit going on. But that shit, that, that's not always going to work, bro. Especially not here, bro. Like, there's people that's really out there in the front lines of this, like, getting shit done. And you're on Twitter with it. Come on. Yeah. That's yeah, my problem. Sort of- that, that I mean, that's generally my problem as well. I think in terms of just kind of baiting, it's it's easy to say, and this doesn't take away from, I mean, the message itself is on point, but just the messenger and the motives and all the other stuff that is kind of coming with it, to me, seems, like you said, a lot disingenuous. Um, saying, dear wrestling world, being black is not a gimmick. I repeat, being black is not a gimmick. You're 100% right. He's like, if you're going to evolve championship, stage settings, corporate funding, pointless shit, women's division, then this needs to change. We are not for your convenience. We are not for your good faith. Publicity stunts. Being African-American professional wrestler is a lot harder. But who who is he talking to? Who is he talking to? That's what I'm That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to find out. Um, because, <laughs> granted, yes, the life of an African-American pro wrestler is hard. It's a lot harder. And it's, don't get me wrong, there's a lot more doors opening up, a lot more things, but it's still a direct kind of reflection of where we're at in America. Um, however, I just feel like just in general, it's coming from a place of trying to garner an audience. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a place of taking advantage of an audience that are, like you said, willing to react first and then kind of find out the facts later, but also who stand for this movement. And it does a lot against this sort of movement, especially when you, when you, when you see this and then you scroll up legitimately, let's see, less <laughs> than 24 hours later, and he's got promos for the final match and he's got promos for a new song that's coming out and he's got promos for a whole different thing. His whole timeline is that. So Promo. it's kind of like, where do you stand? Um, are you promoting this match, which it seems like you are? Are you promoting these songs, which it seems like you are? Um, or do you genuinely feel these things? It's a there's a lot kind of going on with Leo Rush. Wrestlers um, are the greatest. Wrestlers are the greatest workers known to man. They can make anyone think anything. And if you don't, if if you get if you get sucked into to like what's going, on, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're really getting sucked into like what what's going on. You look no further than this shit. This isn't something that where if someone says, I disagree with this, I feel like it's this, you're automatically jumping. Because the thing is, like, what again, you're galvanizing an audience that is so quick and rabid to, to go for whatever. So again, like you said, like you said, Mills, he's saying it to, to, to garner an audience, but he's he's leaving it very wide open. Do you feel like Keith Lee is black as a as a gimmick? Is Montez Ford black as a gimmick? Is Angelo Dawkins black as a, as a gimmick? No, outside of that, Scorpio Sky is he black as a gimmick? Where, where, Big Swole is she? Well, I don't. I may, maybe I'm wrong. Is anyone in either company right now black as a gimmick right now? That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's 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 interesting because these are kind of now representations of closer to who we are, and it actually it's probably yes. for the first time in a long time that we've actually got to see this because, yes, the history of professional wrestling towards African-Americans is terrible. All the gimmicks, all the other things were created by these fat old white men who wanted to like, okay, this is kind of what we're pushing out because this is going to draw more eyes on their sort of audience that they're trying to think. But at the end of the day, um, these are much more closer to who we are as people now. You have Mia Yim able to step out in Tim's and beat someone's ass, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you have Keith Lee who unapologetically black still at this point champion of the world in all sort of aspects um mm-hmm. you have all the people that we're kind of talking about um kind of living their truth and finally being able to bianca belair is probably the best sort of a you know example of this that we haven't really seen kind of ever on w she's able to talk she's able to talk how we talk you know what i'm saying and, right. and it doesn't come out like i i write I, that for her you yeah write I, that for her 
I looked at I looked at that promo on Monday and I was like, yeah, there's no way. She looked at the script and said, I'm gonna do it this way. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? There's no way Bruce and them were doing that. And so like that's my thing, is like I'm allowed to question this and also question the timing. Cause if you like you said, you look at the time, but no one's willing to do that that research because it automatically becomes somebody called me Terry Crews or something like that. Then 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 this, this, some dude threatened to trying to fight people that follow me for disagreeing. Come on, guy, we gotta chill with that. Yeah, we gotta re- we gotta fucking relax with all of that shit. I'm tired. Like I I know I like didn't I you know I, I might have said a couple things about it, but like I'm I'm tired of that shit, bro. I'm tired of that shit. Right. If you disagree with me, you don't have you don't have none of this. Fucking unfollow me. Don't say shit, but don't threaten do you know don't threaten people to follow us, bro. Like don't threaten me saying I'm gonna be outside all this shit. Like couldn't come on over this. <laughs> I'm not gonna be there, so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like, like um, over this, like, listen, look, 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 like, like, turn WWE Network on. It's it's niggas and draws. Over this, right. shut the fuck up, man. Like, you're not, we're not doing that, bro. Ain't nobody. We got too much, too much shit going on for you to be just because I disagree with something. Fuck out of here. About Naomi. Yes, because let's talk about something that the, a lot of people, I think, disagreed on. And you know what? This has been kind of a recurring subject. I feel like once a year we kind of get these kind of uh, maybe not, you know, something related to Naomi of Naomi deserves much more of an opportunity in the WWE. But once again, it was trending on Twitter after SmackDown last night. Um, Naomi deserves better. Lots of tweets about it, uh, especially yeah. coming after SmackDown. She suffered a loss to Lacey Evans. Um, people just, you know, decided. I mean, one aspect of it is Naomi probably hasn't won a match in multiple months now. Um, but generally, people feel like Naomi deserved better. Uh, and I'm not even going to lie with you. I kind of agree. I kind of agree from a, a standpoint of, okay, don't get me wrong. We're also we we're always here to promote that when it's your time in WWE, it's always your time. It's going to be your time. Not everyone can have the same time at the same point doing the same things. But I do think that we could not limit what we do give to other performers, especially. And this isn't just about Naomi. This is about a lot of the other women performers as well, but I'm going to speak more toward Naomi right now because she's been in WWE for an over a decade and it kind of feels like she really hasn't been given too much of an opportunity. And there was, of course, WrestleMania in Orlando where she won the women's championship for the second time and she held it throughout the summer, lost it at SummerSlam. That's all fantastic. But when it's down, it kind of feels down and there doesn't really kind of feel like to be sort of any ebbs and flows with her career. And I think... When people see a incredibly talented, incredibly vibrant, incredibly her gimmick, the glow gimmick, I think is it still resonates today. And it doesn't resonate with just black girls. It resonates with kind of everybody. You see Michelle McCool's kid dressing up as Naomi, um, doing the dance on it, you know, on thing. You see people coming to and you see someone who has genuine support, who has the look, who has the talent who kind of has everything going on and you're wondering like, well, why isn't she kind of in the space where a lot yeah. of other talented wrestlers? Well, are? well, I mean, keep, keep it a hundred in a space where a lot of African-American talent are too. Cause a lot of African-Americans in the company are holding belts right now or in, in main programs. And Naomi seems to be lost. And I seem to be, and I agree. It seems to be perpetual to her for the past 10 years. And I think that again, this is another conversation that we had we last weekend we pushed we like people were literally pushing back because you can't say that WWE's getting it right by giving Apollo the title, Street Profits Street Profits, who we found out last night were the longest reigning raw tag team champions. I did not even realize that until they said it. Or 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 you know, Ricochet back on TV, um uh Keith Lee, who we just mentioned, you can't say that, but then but then say they're racist because they're not they're not proper Naomi up. Because you can't have it both ways. You can't right. say that that like we we have to be clear and, and honest. And I think Naomi said it the best. We have to be clear and honest in what we mean by what she wants better. She wants direction, and we all agree with that. But there's people that are like she should be like the top. Blah blah. I'm just like, bro. I, I hate to even say this, and I and I said the same thing about about Kyrie saying, who I guess we also do have to talk about too. But you know, there is a there is a certain level with with the women. Like the women's division right now has their Austin 
Rock, <laughs> Triple H, uh, right. Angle right now. And with Naomi, I think we both agree, like, we we want to make sure that, you know, we're represented in the right way, but we don't, mm-hmm. we, we want to have them have meaningful roles. So if, right. you know, Ricochet and Cedric, that's, a, that's the most meaningful shit I've done, and Cedric has done, like, two years, or actually, no, like, a year since he was with Roman, but, like, Ricochet has done in a long time. Meaningful right. roles. And we can't do that with Naomi. It's it's interesting you bring up Ricochet because I think that was a lot of things. I mean, Ricochet is talked about on his Twitter as well, but it's like people are like, oh, they're misusing Ricochet. Oh, Ricochet should leave. You got to kind of look at the grand scope of things. Ricochet is two years into a WWE career. Yeah. Like in terms of main roster, it's less than two years he's been on the main roster. So it's kind of like you're trying to still kind of catch your footing and kind of figure it out. And there are going to be ebbs and flows, but when – it's not comparable to kind of the Naomi thing or even a Kofi Kingston thing. If you, if Mm -hmm. you, uh, if you kind of believe that where it's like sort of 10 years and going with that. Um, no, Kofi opened the door. Yeah. And I, Kofi opened the door. I think it opened a lot of people's eyes and I think everyone just kind of wants a lot more, like you said, a lot more meaningful stuff for Naomi. I think. And, and, and not just like she got to beat everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because no. Naomi, Naomi winning all the time doesn't make up for decades of mistreatment. Let's be clear. It does not make up for decades of mistreatment that people of right. color have had in this company. I think there is the, just within the year. Think about the year that we've had just seeing people that look like us on there. Like I I refuse to like even like acknowledge any other show that doesn't have prominent black people on it. You know what I'm saying? Like any other wrestling organization that doesn't have prominent black people on it. I just I don't see it. Because they're there, we got talent there. I think WWE could utilize a lot of them better. I think they, I mean, for for what they have right now, like they they do an excellent job with the women. I, I think just just having that, just like the the core of the four horsewomen, finally recognizing that Sasha is Sasha, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and just really getting getting to that. I think they do a great job with that. But I think like with Naomi, would people be mad, Mills, if she had a upper mid card or mid card few? Is that something that would piss people off still? I, it probably would, to be honest with you, because wrestling fans are a lot, you know. So they're, uh, how can I say this? You can't really please. They're a lot like rap fans. You can't really please a lot unless they want kind of things in their sort of specific fashion. fashion. On their time. Right, on their time and all this other stuff. What Naomi did with Mandy Rose at the beginning of last year, or I think it was maybe the year before that, that's what I'd love to see with Naomi. Mm-hmm. These kind of mm-hmm. programs, these kind of stories being told that kind of show a lot of range of her character. I think mm-hmm. it's nuts. You have re- re- legitimately one women's program on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and you have all the other women kind of sitting out, twiddling their fingers, wondering if they're going to get tag title shots or or, or women's title shots, who's going to be the next it, kind of... While, while you're looming in the background, while you're lo- also looming in the background of this major feud, um, but it's tough and Sasha them. Banks oncoming. It's, it's yeah. tough. It, it's we tough. thought it would be, we thought it would be like sort of a land of opportunity, and maybe it was in the past, but at the same time, they're trying to tell these stories, these very specific stories, and a lot of women are getting lost in the shuffle, which I think sucks. I think it's, and even the, well, the secondary program you had is now out the window because, you know, potentially COVID. Um, but you replaced them. You have, you had Liv Morgan on TV. She's no longer on TV now. Now she's replaced with Bianca Belair and now she's descending. You had Apollo Crews on TV, who's no longer, you know, on TV right now. But now you have Cedric and Ricochet stepping up again in these opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that you can't necessarily do that? I mean, now they're kind of doing it with the Lacey Evans and Naomi thing, but which just started, which literally just started. <laughs> right, right, right. So now we want these kind of like meaningful things, and it's not just you know losing for the sake of losing. I think they have a lot of stock in Lacey Evans for whatever particular reason. I don't see it. Um, just because I think process, I think personally the gimmick is the gimmick. Well, we know you. Um, we, we know how you feel about your nasty. You're nasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I know, I know, Lacey I'll, might have been tone deaf, but I think that Lacey again does see. Lacey likes to keep it very kayfabe on her Twitter, yeah. and like people were upset because she was she kind of responded to all of it, and I was like, it, it might not have been the right time, but I do appreciate that she's at least trying to further their story on you know online. What upset me? You know what upset me? What the Charlotte thing? Where they're adding Charlotte and being like. 
why didn't you give up your title to Naomi? That's whack. Or why didn't you? Yeah. I That's was whack. Like, first of all, Charlotte was like, <laughs> you I don't, don't write the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't write the show, but you don't think that I've spoken up for them. You don't think I've done them. Charlotte is put in positions at, while she is on the top and while she plays a role. To that are unfair. Very well. But yeah, she's put in these positions that she doesn't particularly ask for. You think she's asked to be a 10 times women's champion? She just wants to be a great women's wrestler. Yeah. You think she wants to, I mean, yes, it's the make it make sense moment, but you think she wanted that kind of moment? You've seen it on her WWE Chronicle that she kind of, she, you know, un, I don't want to say unwillingly because I think she still did it, but you know, she doesn't really feel great about the situation, but ultimately she's doing what's best for the company and what's best for the moment and what's best for everything like that. Ultimately they have the final say in the things that are carried out. Um, Everything's written in the company's image. So I didn't really like that. People were kind of going at other wrestlers um, saying like, Oh, you should have gave it the title up to Naomi or you should step back and said something or you should have said something. Here's my thing. Not. Yeah. If, if they do that and Naomi gets a mega push out of nowhere tomorrow with no story, no anything, then people will say, all right, it was too quick or, Y'all just did that because we complained. Right. That's it, that's completely what is the point at that point? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's 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 a catch-22. And I think this is this is not just a problem with WWE, it's a problem with AEW. It'll be a problem for any any American company that has the, you know that has a women's division and it has someone who is as popular as Naomi. Yes, she's popular. Yes, she deserves to be used better. But I think that in the end, it's like they have to learn how to utilize, and, and I'm hoping the Lacey Evans thing turns into something, and not just Lacey getting another title shot, because yeah. we just don't want to see that anymore. But I again, I would I would wait, I'd wait and see, I'd wait and see. Yeah. I I hope they don't have her disappearing from TV anymore. I I think that I, I think we're starting to see the tea leaves on the Sasha Bailey thing that might be starting to wind a little bit down. But like, I'm I'm just hoping that you know, whatever they decide to do, that they are listening. And, and I think that, you know, in a way they do listen. I, I mean, you look at Keith Lee and see that right now. Like they do listen to what we, what we ask for and it just takes a little bit of time. So Naomi, yeah, she does deserve better. I'm still not, I'm still not rocking with the glow belt though. I don't think, I don't, I don't think people would. Glow belt was amazing. Glow belt is. I'm not rocking with the glow belt. Deserve, deserve. Um, should we, all right. So we kind of uh, didn't expect to go first half an hour on this. Um, I want to get to the Kyrie thing, but I feel like we should maybe incorporate it into Raw. Yeah. Um, so maybe we can go into Extreme Rules, which apparently happened on Sunday. Yes. Uh, wait, wait, first of all, first of all, quick question. You don't have to answer this. <laughs> um, did you watch Slammiversary? No, absolutely not. I'm not going to get fooled into that again. And I, I, I think everyone was cool. That it was really cool that everybody was really excited. But... Uh, someone's gonna get run over by a bus or something next week, and it's gonna be like, "Oh no, Impact is trash." You and you can't, um, for, you cannot get me excited for EC3 or the Good Brothers. I'm sorry. What about um the people who were like, <laughs> people were like, I knew they were using what's her name, what's her face? She's the Impact oh, Women's Champion, Diana oh, uh, Perazzo. They were like, oh, oh, finally, a company has figured out how to use her. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, after the other two company, exactly. After after the other two companies are like, no, nah, we good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this company is Io Shirai and Sasha Banks. No offense to Diana Perrazzo, but like, nah, all offense, sure bro. Gonna, I don't see it. She, I don't see gonna, it. She she will find her way eventually, but I don't think she was a tie priority. And uh, if you look at kind of the women's roster and how talented it is, it's it's tough. So. If she has to, yeah. you know, find her way somewhere else, she's gonna have to do that somewhere else. You know what? All yeah. props to her. Um, but extreme rules. She's Sunday. she working without a contract, and I was like, she is she that fired to be working without a contract? Yes, <laughs> she doesn't have a contract. Nah, I don't know about that. You ain't Rey Mysterio, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro. I ain't seen a. I listen. Time and a half. <laughs> indies are not. Indies are not. I don't watch the. I don't watch some Diana Perazzo matches, bro. I ain't seeing it. I ain't seeing what right. I ain't seeing what it's all about. I'm sorry, you gotta show me something because all I, I mean I seen you getting tapped out, beat the fuck up, or in the Indies putting on some pretty eye like they talking like she's like some Sasha level talent. I don't see it. Like I don't no, see that. I don't shit, see bro. it either. I don't, I don't see, see it either. I expect to be uh, 
I expect to be brutally murdered on the internet now. But the horror, the horror show at Extreme Rules. Yes. Oh uh, they were working hard on Sunday. I'm not gonna lie; they were working hard. I'll be honest with you. I didn't really feel. I didn't feel. I don't know. It just the show. The matches are good. Everyone worked hard, but I, I just didn't feel it. I don't know. It's just. Maybe it was the results of them. Maybe it was the way kind of how everything kind well, of shook out. What was a bad result? Okay, obviously Oscar Banks was a bad result. That to me was like, huh? <laughs> that, did that come show for you? I think you know what it kind of did. Yeah, I guess between between um, I thought the Nikki Cross. I mean Bailey. You could you could say that she wasn't going to lose, but I even thought the Nikki Cross thing kind of uh the way kind of how she lost was like, yeah, it's a heel thing to do, but then it's also like, mm, you just kind of spent the last three weeks beating her up and then you just kind of beat her up again. Uh, so that kind of took me out. Um, no Apollo Cruz on the show, something that we kind of called. I don't know yep. what we called it. We said Effie didn't show up. This it's is probably because of the vid. Yeah, it's because yeah. of the vid. Um, it's the vid. So we didn't really get treated to that match, but I'll be honest, I was either I was on the fence. It wasn't something else really truly uh looking forward to. Yeah. Um the Asuka and Sasha Banks thing, that was also I think the really the only match the there's only kind of a few matches that kind of lived up and kind of stole the show to me. One was that opening tag team match. I mean yeah, Kofi Kingston taking that spot. Brutal, <laughs> super brutal. It set the tone for the show, and I don't think anything else was made for a show that's called Extreme Rules. I don't think anything else was able to follow it. No, I thought I thought Drew and um I thought Drew and, and Dolph was pretty extreme. Really? I mean, I mean, I think that spot, I think the spot that Cesaro and Kofi Kingston had was so like, okay, that's the bar that nothing else kind of followed it. And I think what could have benefited on this show, to be honest with you, I think they could, probably could have. They probably could have maybe taken out one of these matches and included that Sheamus Jeff Hardy bar fight, just because I think you needed something more extreme on the damn show. Yeah, um, I thought it was a, solid. You know, it was I, I put thumbs in the middle, even though it's weird. It was thumbs in the middle, but I have at least two matches that have four stars, and really? that was that was Rollins Mysterio, which I thought was just fucking great, and and I thought the ending was hilarious. And uh, Banks Oscar, which again would have been higher if it had an actual ending. Um, I get why they did that. To me. Yeah, I, I get why they did that. I understand why they did it. Uh, it's just like storyline implications there. It's like, you know, Bailey got Sasha the title, but not really got Sasha the title. It was just to kind of like placate her, you know? And I thought that was really a really interesting way to, to do that storyline. I just didn't like the way at the time that it was pulled off. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously, to me, the result of this match hinge more so. It, it's not something that's leading to the next pay per view. Um, yeah. Unless it is, I don't know. Um, but it seems like, okay, now we're building for TV. And I was like, huh? Yeah. On Extreme yeah. Rules? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, and I know ratings have been in the shits. And honestly, I heard this is the hottest program they have. This is the hottest program yeah. they have. So, like, they have to stretch it out. And I think that's why you get conclusive finishes to everything else, but, like, not a conclusive finish to this because they have to stretch this out as long as possible because this is literally the reason why a lot of people are watching the show right now is these four women. Right. <laughs> so. No, you're right. You're right. Um, it's a, you know, it was kind of an interesting way they did it. Like you said, the Seth Rollins Ray Mysterio match. The match was great, but then I'm just going to remember the end of the match with the with the eye. Uh, that was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. People, act, people act like it was the people act like it was like the like the worst thing you've ever seen in wrestling. I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys no. watched that that Hell in a Cell last October. Let's not let's not forget that y'all were calling it that too. Again, hyperbole is is the craziest part of this whole thing. I mean, they got TMZ reporting on it, so we know why WWE had the ending that they did for for Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. I think the question now is if Rey Mysterio will be coming back, which. Um, they mentioned him on Raw, so I, I don't have any any doubt that he'll be back pretty soon. Right. Yeah. You 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 may be right. I feel like just in general, I mean, I think Rey Mysterio is such figured into the the 
has been weaved into the history of WWE that you can't just like not mention him. Like, yeah, he's just, he's Mysterio. <laughs> like you can't. But no, I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. Um, I did not stick around for the Swamp Thing match. I, uh, I'm, I'm actually I lied. I did stick around, but I mentally did not stick around. Like from a standpoint of like I'm taking this anything seriously. I didn't rate it. It was what it was. Again, I think that the. I think a big problem with SmackDown is like, it's not even, it's, it's literally the championship picture. (laughs) Like it's like the worst thing about the show, the championship picture in the women's division is literally the worst thing about the show. I think the mid card with AJ uh, Riddle, Brian Gulak is great. I think that, you know, the tag division is full of, of, of teams that like work really hard. It's those two things that have like really just, and I just think the Braun run, and I, we've been saying this for months, it's just an abject failure. Like, and if it goes back to The Fiend, literally the worst thing they could do. <laughs> literally like, the worst thing they could do is, to, is give it back to The Fucking Fiend. It's like, um, and then the other option is Otis. Um, it's like <laughs> where we talked about, we kind of talked about it last summer, right? Like with the whole upper scene for Raw, when it was Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins, kind of they're mixing it up. If your upper card is not strong for the show, it's just you have nothing to look forward to in kind of the main event scene. And it doesn't even, you need, it's like the foundation of the kind of structure of the show. Or maybe it's the top of the show. I don't know. I guess I, I wouldn't know where to call it, but like you really have nothing to kind of bring people back. At this point, I'd rather them. Have Braun eat a fucking brogue boot to Sheamus and have Jeff Hardy and Sheamus fighting for this belt. I think it yeah. would just be a genuinely much more interesting scene than having Braun Strowman and and Bray Wyatt continue to do this. Now we're gonna get this for another month. Um, it would have been it would have been better if they started it at SummerSlam. You would have been able to establish Braun Strowman as a fighting champion, mm-hmm. who, despite all odds, you can go against him. You can send the Miz up against him. You can send AJ Styles against him. You can have, you can build up the plate of these incredible matches and really solidify his reign. And then you do the weird shit. Then yeah. you do kind of the weird stuff. And at that time, you're stalling for maybe Roman comes back <laughs> at some point. No. And maybe he, sh- he shows up. Who knows? My, my issue is with this is like, I would have just had Riddle win the, t- the IC title and then have AJ go right into winning the title again. Like, I just don't see, <laughs> I don't see I anybody on that show. That. You think they I are? Think they're going to do that. Yeah, I think yeah. At this fall, we're going to hit the AJ button. I really do. Yeah, the, I, I, I'm, I literally, Reels, I smashed the window. I'm mashing the AJ button right now because <laughs> the top of SmackDown's card is just terrible. And, and I think that like, AJ really is the only person that can save it, and, and I think yeah. Matt Riddle on on the on the mid card having bangers is a great is a great way to go. You got the tag scene set. Xavier Woods is going to be back in the fall, uh, hopefully. I, I just think that it just makes the most sense, you know, just just to do it that way. I, I think giving it back to the Fiend would be the biggest <laughs> we've we've given up uh, <laughs> thing that you could. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm sure Bruce thinks it's right. I'm sure Bruce is like, oh, this this feud is amazing. Like, what do you mean he's going to, if you ask him on probably a something to wrestle with maybe like 10 years from now, he's going to ask you like, what was wrong with this feud? It kind of had everything. But I'm like, bro, it didn't hit because no one gives a shit about Braun is what I would say if I were and, and he was not that white man. And he was not given a really good, he was not given a really good reign. He wasn't given good opponents. I mean, The Miz and John, Bryan, and John Morrison handicap match, no thank you. Yeah. It just didn't work. And and you you mentioned Otis. I completely forgot. I would love if if fucking AJ beat Otis for the briefcase at this point. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Yeah. I mean, he's really kind of, he's incredibly cooled off by now. So you had the summer of like building up this new talent. And apparently Vince McMahon is the impetus behind Otis. Um, But... You had this whole summer, and it's kind of now it's kind of lost. He's kind of lost in the shuffle. What do you do with the briefcase? I would have had him jump out the swamp and try to pin Braun. I don't know. It, it would have been interesting to at least watch that match. You would have had some sort of conclusion to that. But I don't know, man. I don't know. SmackDown was looking more and more bleak. It it's it's very. I have never felt this way about a show where it's like it's not musty. You can legitimately YouTube Raw last year, Raw last summer. Yeah, I were I'm just like I'd rather be doing anything else than watching SmackDown. I tried it out last Friday. I was like, all right, let me jump back into SmackDown. And I was like, 
I low-key regret it outside of they have a banger match with Kofi and, and Shins or which one? No, it was Big E and Cesaro. Yeah. Or something along those lines. They had like a banger Riddle match. And there. Riddle and yeah, AJ. But, I thought they went off. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the finish to that match. I didn't like it. Um, hmm. I, I thought it kept Riddle strong. Yeah, um, but it kind of, to me, it just seemed like, all right, time to go home. And that's kind of how it ended. But, yeah. you know, the, the the majority of the match was great. It, it just, the ending kind of irked me. Um, should we head to Monday Night Raw? Yeah, which, uh, I thought it was a solid show. I, I've got to say, like, I enjoyed a lot of matches on the, like for a, for a, for a show that I really thought was middle of the road and extreme rules. I like the matches on raw better. If that makes sense. Like Bailey Kyrie would have been such a better direction than, <laughs> than uh, Bailey Nikki cross. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It, it is, it's wild to me how, how different those shows are. It's wild that the same guy writes the same shows. It's just crazy. It's great. Well, I don't know if it's the talent or whatever. Maybe you like some people a lot more. Uh, but yeah, it's wild that he, you know, you he writes the same show. Let's talk about Kyrie for a second. Uh, yeah. It was reported that Kyrie's last dates in WWE was yesterday. Um, I'm yes. assuming did they tape more than one show? Yes, they did. Okay, so maybe she'll be on next week. I don't know. Um, I think they taped today or so i think so it's it was either twice tomorrow i i don't have the schedule in front of me so it's either right. two yesterday but but you actually they couldn't have done two yesterday because they started late so it's probably the other episode today mm, interesting yeah. um so we could be seeing i mean Kyrie sane versus bailey last night at raw could be your last match in wwe forever or quite some time or something yes yes great match man it's a and she won that's what kind of made me like, hmm, but I uh, I think that uh, even bigger than that is that they, that, you know, as, as far as Sean, Sean Ross Sapp's report is that they're leaving on good terms. She's still a part of the family. And I I, I want people to kind of like who, who sees that report, they should really look at that more than anything as to what she's going to be doing, because I don't think she's going to be jumping right to another competitor if she's still within the family, I think that they absolutely still want to do a J- Japanese extension of NXT and they want Kyrie to be the forefront of it. I wouldn't be surprised if she comes back sooner than later, as far, as far as like COVID is concerned. So like, I wasn't too shocked that she beat Bailey because they still want her to go out strong. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think first of all, I don't think Bailey is opposed to putting people over I think Bailey has immense respect for Kyrie Sane as of Sasha Banks as well and a lot of other people. And I think we all do. It was great seeing that match. It was great seeing a competitive match. Once again, the women are kind of at the forefront of the show and kind of not only in these programs, but delivering the match. Uh, you know, if this is Kyrie's last match, man, we legitimately were here doing this podcast throughout pretty much damn sure all of her damn career in WWE. Yeah. Um, you know, we wish we could have saw a lot more of her on the main roster, at least utilized in much more different ways. But honestly, with everything going on in the world, I don't blame her for kind of, you know, deciding that she kind of wants to go back home and kind of handle things there and kind of be with things there. I mean, hey, I, I don't blame you. And I kind of wish Kyrie saying all the best is all I can say. Yeah, um, it was tough. She was in a tough spot, I think. Uh, I, I think that Kyrie came up at a time where they had no clue, <laughs> had no clue, like, you know, what they were doing with the women at that, at that time that weren't the four horsewomen. But also that is the issue with women that get called up is that the four horsewomen plus Asuka plus Ronda, whenever she's back, a little bit of Alexa, that is literally there. That is the top of the mountain for them. You are going to be slotted against either of those women <laughs> when you yeah. come up. So I think that. And until one of them leaves. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, now, it's, like, look at it now where the two of them are gone. Look who's the focal point of the shows or <laughs> those are the right. final three. So, um, yeah. yeah, it sucks. But uh, I think Kyrie's great. And, you know, I believe that she, I think she'll be back. She'll be back. I think so. I think so as well. Um, Raw kicked off with a banger of a match between Seth Rollins and Aleister Black. Notable <laughs> for being Aleister Black's. I think this was her his first genuine clean Raw. Clean loss second. on television. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, say second loss. Period. Singles loss. Yeah. Yes. First clean loss. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, do, I mean, we were kind of... Yeah, Alistair Black and Seth Rollins. I mean, we kind of had it slotted in. Maybe it's a SummerSlam thing. and may, Well, actually, maybe it still is, considering how everything kind of ended up after. It's looking like it, unless Goldberg shows up next week. <laughs> um, it's looking when like Goldberg it. Goldberg shows up, you can't tell me shit, man. Like, <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> I'm cool with the loss as long as it's in... in uh, as long as it is in help to something else for Alistair... Obviously, if Ray's going to be out for a while, he didn't resign. Alistair is slotted into that number two babyface slot. You know what I'm saying? Number two, number three babyface slot uh, on the show next to KO. So if he was, if, if that's what's going to happen, they did do an injury angle with him. And, you know, if that's going to be the story. Seth Rollins and Alistair Black, you can't go wrong with those two. Oh, Seth, man. to me, his 2020 has been stellar, especially in this empty arena setting. He's done a great freaking job. He's, gonna, um, he's had great opponents too, man. Like absolutely, you go down the list of everyone who's kind of worked against KO, um, Drew McIntyre, Drew. You know, everybody who's kind of gone against, even the the younger ones. You know what I'm saying? Like he's had a great ton of opponents, and he's just working this gimmick. So yeah, by all means, hats off to him. I'm cool with it as long as again, I'm cool with it as long as it's in, it's helping him get up in the card. Because he like Alistair needs something, and I think they see something in him. It's just that like so many programs are going on. Like, who thought Randy Orton would get so hot? I think that pushes Alistair back. You know what I'm saying? Like these types of things pushes push like pushes things back. So, but if they want if they want to get him hot, it's not going to take long to uh, get him hot at all. Speaking of of of, of in service or, or in help of, of things, how am I supposed to take Andrade, Zelina, and Angel seriously? Like I'm done with this. Know. I'm done with this this whole thing. I thought they had a yeah. great match because they have great matches. That's all they do. And that seems to be all they do is have great matches. Yeah. WWE tends to do this trope of when they're breaking up some team, they're breaking up for eight weeks. And it, it it's weird, but also like, stop, just stop. <laughs> if you're going to have them break up, break up. If you're not, not. Honestly, if you're having them break up, move Angel Garza to SmackDown, to be honest with you. I yes. Think- uh, it would be especially considering who came on Monday Night Raw, and I'm kind of wondering how the hell that happened without any explanation. But um, it was it was announced a couple of weeks ago that that Ali was on Raw. It was silently announced. Really? It was yes, it was a silent. They moved his 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 uh his his profile to the page secretly. Mm, interesting. Yeah, My- I just didn't know when he was going to come back. Interesting. I think. Uh, I mean, not the hard transition to Ali real quick because yeah, I'm I'm. Dondrade, Angel Guards, I think we need to wrap it up. If it's leading to SummerSlam, all right, SummerSlam. But yeah, Mustafa Ali returns to Monday Night Raw. I'm still, you know, it was a great. How did you feel like they kind of rolled out for him? And do you feel like Raw is a great place for Mustafa Ali? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think if if Umberto is going to be disappeared and he's in the shadow realm now, that's a perfect person to slot there. I, I think that again, Ali is another person that like he should have had a title a really long time ago. Um, yeah. I think having the I, I think didn't weren't they in a, a tag team one time? Ricochet Ali, who was the last person? No, it was um, Alistair Black. They just had a they had a six man tag once. Um, yeah, and then they did the flip and the sit down all at the same time, and it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that like there, there's definitely chemistry there. I think Cedric obviously needs direction. If this is like the the squad. I'm cool with it as long as they're not losing all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't like that part. It feels like a squad from a WWE 2K game. <laughs> like, like me, me Marcus Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. It feels like genuinely like these are just these three rebel high flyers just out against, you know, I guess whatever's on top in the game or whatever the hell. But it kind of feels like that. I mean, anyway, they're all cool as hell. Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, Alexander versus MVP Lashley and the newly, you know, incorporated Shelton Benjamin. They had to give him the 24-7 championship. <laughs> random. <laughs> Complete I'm, random. Weird. They had to give him the 24-7 championship to, like, solidify him. Like, yeah, he's tough business. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I I like this crew. I like it a lot. I, if we could get to like what what the hell this Ron Simmons thing is gonna be, then mm. if it's a nation type thing, I just hope someone black is writing it, or at least MVP and all the people involved in it get creative control. I'll just say that. Yeah, 
I I'm hoping. Too many, also, too many people over the age of 60 on Monday Night Raw. I'm just saying. If 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 Stephanie McMahon is zooming in like Zordon, we can uh, <laughs> we can figure out creative ways to incorporate Ron Simmons in this show. Yeah, like like um, Big Show. Big Show needs to zoom in. Yeah. I'm tired of him oh too. Oh my God! Did you did you hear that Big Show promo that went on forever? I thought it was good. It went on forever. No one gets. I mean, granted, yes, you can speak. You're the Big Show. Who the hell cares? It went on forever. Just say you're gonna punch him in the face. You didn't. You didn't uh, think it was good. Ah, I, I have no faith in the Big Show in 2020. Okay, and that's it fair. Was that's fair. By, <laughs> it was solidified by the main event, so I'm not sure what all the jibber jabber was about. Uh, it, it was trying to. They were selling this incredibly hard. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. They're selling this main event between Orton and the Big Show incredibly hard, and what resulted according to Dave Meltzer, because Dave Meltzer is the only person who results to bad ratings and all the other stuff that happens in WWE, was that this was the lowest quarter hour rating in like almost 27 years on Monday Night Raw. It got, I believe it got a 0.42. Um, what, was, what was overall this week? I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't even see it as well. I don't know. He doesn't report that kind of stuff. <laughs> so was it, was it in the top 10? I don't know. We got to check the Dems. Let me check the demographics, bro. Uh, the showbiz, so is the showbiz daily? Yeah, it show. I'm here. Don't worry, I'm here. I know it. I got to check the challenge ratings every week. I'm here. Um, of course, it was in the top ten. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's all I want to know. Yeah, it was in the top ten. It was uh, a, yeah. you know, at number one, ninety day fiance. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that. Would people love to see me do a 90 day fiance podcast? Let us know in the comments. Let us know. Let at Justin. Do people want to see him? And I'll and I'll watch an episode for God's sakes. I'll see what's what's going on with that show. There's some definite interest, I'll just say. But uh yeah. I I mean it's the big show, no one gives a shit. Um, I think Randy Orton's, I mean, it's obvious that Drew's next. Uh, we have Drew and, and Dolph continuing next week with another stipulation match. I'm just say, hey, guys, don't don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't try and do this twice. But um, hopefully it's not going to be as long as a match on uh, Sunday. What else happened on the show, man? I don't know. Oh, Ruby Wright got a win for the first time in 20 years. Man, I feel like Liv ain't on the way back anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> Her or Apollo landed somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Or Apollo. These people are like, what, what do you think is gonna happen? And I know we like already we already talked about them, but like, what, what's the what's the deal with Apollo? Like, I'm already not. I'm a week. I'm a week past being invested in him coming back. Um, Apollo. I don't know. They haven't his stock hasn't grown enough for me to be like, all right, when's Apollo coming back yet? Like, MVP is great. Perhaps too good at his job <laughs> to make, to make uh, for people to be like clamoring for Apollo. People are legitimately seeing MVP as the United States champion. I was like, I guess he's the champ. I don't know. What when, they're, when they're clearly on the show saying he's not the champion. Pick up the new belt. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, they're going to do the match at SummerSlam. I don't think it was supposed to be Apollo and MVP at SummerSlam, but I think that's what we're going to get anyway. Um and we can decide the undisputed United States champion. It's a it's a good it's a good program for the belt. I think the belt is winning out of all of us, uh, other than the actual people. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Let's, I guess we gotta talk about the Sasha Bailey, Oscar, all of that. Uh, Stephanie McMahon zoomed in as we said earlier to say that Oscar didn't win and neither did Sasha. So apparently, the WWE Women's Title on Raw is up in the air again. It is vacant. <laughs> I guess. She didn't even- First of all, this whole announcement, she doesn't even give back the belt. I'm like, exactly. what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so you're just keeping it another week? And Oscar, you're just letting her? I, uh, the, the, the ending was a little bit of fugues. It was, it was a lot of fugues, actually. Um, I, I thought there would have been a better way to kind of end this, especially considering Bruce Pritchard was writing the Austin years where all types of fugues endings was happening. <laughs> <laughs> they came up with that <laughs> that's what i'm saying i was like wait so bailey puts on the shirt that doesn't make any sense i would have had just a limp ref count the three i mean i mean he wasn't limp but he he could have figured it out oscar could have kicked him in the head or something i don't know um 
but yeah, so we're getting next week Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Um, if Oscar, if, if it's a it's a big stipulation. Hold on. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you yeah, know well, off top? The, the stipulation is that uh, that if Sasha cheats, uh, if Bailey comes in, if she's DQ'd, if she's counted out, she will lose the title to uh, to. But here's the thing. It was never the way that it was worded was that it was Sasha's title, but it's not yeah. Sasha's title. Asuka is still the champion. So it just means that if if Sasha does anything out of the ordinary, DQ, count out, whatever, Asuka will retain, not win the title. It, it was the way that it was yeah. worded was weird. Asuka is it is not a vacant title. Asuka never lost it. Yeah, it says the title can change. Oh, my God. I don't know what they're doing anymore. But, you know. I'm looking forward to it. Next week, we got Dolph versus Drew. Next week, we get Asuka versus Sasha. Next week, I believe, I mean, next week is going to begin the weeks of NBA returning. So WWE thought they were having a bad time now. Wait till everyone gets basketball back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for every yeah. show. <laughs> it's a wrap for everything. Yeah, literally. Um, but with that said, I mean, I think that's all we got. That's all we got for this week, man. Yep. Uh, we, of course, are SmackDown airing this Friday. Uh, we will be patiently awaiting to see where they go with this this Braun Strowman thing. I am actually intrigued as to where they go with this because if Otis comes back, it makes it a little bit different. But uh, if, you know, if he's not, then I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, once again, thank you guys for listening to the A-Show you really make this week a lot a lot easier and uh, very fun to talk to meals, of course. That's my, that's my homie, my brother. So, uh, as always, follow us at RNC Radio Live, at OG Johnny 5 that is me, and at Meals TV, that is him. And until next week, please be safe, please wear a mask, and please wash your damn hands. Till next week, peace out. See ya.